0: mm <music> Hello, welcome to Clumsy Aliens Hive Mind Podcast, Episode Five. Here is Bonnie and Clyde by Tailored. That was Bonnie and Clyde by Taylor. You can find that track on Spotify as well as a few other awesome singles. What a great tune that is, a really good one for a Sunday morning. I am trying to get uh, Taylor onto the podcast, but he's a little bit shy, so uh, I might twist his arm yet. We'll see. Fortnite have released a new trailer for Christopher Nolan's new movie Tenet on the game's party royale mode. The movie is still scheduled for release in July, which will make it the first major release in the wake of the COVID shutdowns, although Warner Brothers have expressed concerns that theatres will not be able to open in time for the movie's release. Cornetto trilogy director Edgar Wright has announced plans to re-release his fan favourite comic book adaptation Scott Pilgrim vs The World in selected cinemas to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the initial release. Warner Brothers have announced that HBO Max will officially release Zack Snyder's long-awaited cut of Justice League. It's expected to cost around $20 million. Okay, so I'm going to get a little bit personal on this one because the way fans have behaved over this is unforgivable. You need to stop abusing Joe Sweden on Twitter. It's getting a bit silly. I mean... You know, his cut wasn't amazing, but I think two hours of a poor movie is an acceptable price to pay for 13 hours of Firefly, two seasons of Dollhouse, seven seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, five seasons of Angel, and a couple of really good movies he's done. You know, please just stop. Um, It's just crazy. I mean, all that being said, I'm really looking forward to the Snyder cut, but I think there's a fair bit of overreacting going on, to be honest. I wouldn't want to be Joss Whedon right now. Anyway, I've got some news of my own this week. I've just announced through my label that I'm releasing an EP next month for my new project. The project is called Ivory Atlas. It's a little bit heavier than what I usually do, more along the sort of uh, post-grunge kind of line. The EP is called Witches, and it's coming out sometime in June. I haven't decided on a solid date yet, but uh, you can find Ivory Atlas on Twitter and Facebook right now in the meantime, so head over and check that out. Also, my label is putting on a live streaming festival later on in the week. It's called Lockdown Live 2, and it's going to be streaming directly into a group on Facebook called the Clumsy Alien Festival Field. Anybody can join. We don't have like questions or anything like that. Um, so just type in it in the search box, hit request, and someone will let you in within a couple of minutes. Lockdown Live 2, 3 till 7pm BST on Thursday the 28th to Saturday the 30th of May, and you can find it in the Clumsy Alien Festival Field. This week I spoke to Jay Stoneman, a radio presenter from Greenville, South Carolina. I love this guy; he's a really good mate of mine, and he was a fantastic guest. I hope you really enjoy the interview. Here we go, Mister Jay Stoneman. Hello. Hey, hey, buddy, what's going on? Not
1: much. Yeah, how are you? You well? Yeah, man, I miss uh, coming back over and having a few pints with you guys since this uh, this whole COVID crap. But uh, you know how yeah, this me goes, too, man. man. You guys yeah, are pretty uh... much in the same spot we are, aren't you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm really missing the pub, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is there
1: any word over there when you're going to open up pubs again?
0: Um, it's looking like possibly, uh, possibly August or September, um, but oh, it, geez. it depends if there's like a if if the number starts going up, like if there's a second wave or not. Um, oh jeez. which is uh, yeah, <laughs> could be awkward. So what have you been up to in lockdown then?
1: Well, I tell you, man, it's just we've been doing a few things. Well, here at the radio station, we've been doing everything pretty normal. Um, yep. We're still coming back into the studio. There was only one week in the beginning when we thought my wife had the dreaded COVID. And uh, I had to uh, stay at home and did my show from the house, which was pretty bizarre. But with today's modern technology, it's pretty easy. But I still like coming back into the studio. Then I can, um, I, can I, I can, relate to the audience a little bit better because, you know, social media is all good and well, talking back and forth. But there's still nothing like having a listener call up on the phone and oh, say, absolutely. "Hey, can you you know can you play my request?" And just uh, you know, listening to the the bullshit back and forth every single day, and find out what they're doing because, but you know, you can type until your your fingers fall off, but there's nothing better like you and I are doing and yeah. doing a conversation.
0: Yeah, it's always nice just to be able to talk to people in in sort of real time, isn't it? You know. Yeah, you know, it, it, these days it's a lost art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it certainly seems to be. Yeah, with social media taking off, it's. Uh, yeah, the art of conversation's gone downhill. a bit. I was just thinking the other day, actually, because it, I, I find it really difficult to like. I'm I'm promoting an album at the minute on um, on Twitter mostly, and I'm finding it really difficult to like engage with people over the internet. You put me in a room with someone, and uh, you know I'm I'm fine, but like online it's so awkward because you you miss out context and. You never really your know, sarcasm goes by the wayside and all that sort of stuff. It's really weird.
1: I, I would have to agree because it's the same thing of like you know it's sometimes. Well, nine times out of ten, every time we get a phone caller on the air, uh, it, they make the comedy because you can't do the comedy when someone texts you or something like that. Yeah. But if you get somebody you know with a voice and they screw up or they just their 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 accent especially down here in the south. Uh, in South Carolina, you've got mm-hmm. a heavy-duty redneck accent. And sometimes just the accent alone will make you laugh. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the best comedy as well. But, you know, what we do here at the radio station, we're a music-intensive radio station. And having you on our sister station uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, yeah, was playing cool. one of your songs, that was, for me, that was really, really cool to hear your music played over here in the States. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I remember the first time—I remember the first time I met you—I uh, was like going, "Son of a bitch, he's a hell of a guitar player," <laughs>
0: you know. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I was so cool being on that, that show.
1: How is the How is the new album going? By the way,
0: it's not bad. Yeah, I've, I've hit about five hundred on on Spotify, and uh, I'm I'm doing quite well with it. It's mostly the single, the the, pre, the sort of pre-release single that I brought out uh, five a.m. Yeah, um, I'm getting quite a lot of promo on that, but I've um. I'm not sure how much more promo I can do on this album because I've got this, I've got this new side project going as well now, so uh, I've got a new EP coming out in in uh, in June. So, is that
1: you yeah. and the other guys uh, that one band that you guys created? Uh, no, it's not
0: that. It's basically just a, just something I did. Um, I kind of just got bored after after doing the album. Oh, is <laughs> uh, is it is, it, is yeah. it the
1: grungy stuff that you did?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was uh, when you sent me some of the music from that I thought that was outstanding and I, I think with, once you get it mixed down and redefined and find out the exact path of where you want to go I wouldn't mm-hmm. see why that wouldn't play over here in the States because of course that type of music is, is, is still alive and especially oh, yeah, with, yeah. A, with, with a classic rock station over here, you're talking Nirvana and Temple of the Dog and Pearl Jam and all that stuff like that is now relative to classic rock
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah
1: but do you miss going yeah, I, into the do you do you miss going into the into the pubs and and doing uh, uh, open mic nights and stuff like that?
0: Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get back to that. It's, that's going to be uh, that's going to be the highlight of my of my year. I mean, I, I don't know if it'll still be. I'm hoping it'll still be still be sunny and and warm when that happens <laughs> and see outside in the beer garden with a pint. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you and I have had a few of those in the past.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you think that the, uh, do you think the lockdown is kind of all the, um, all the radio industry at all? You know, do you think it's, it's changed anything within that? No, I, well, it, in
1: the music business. Yeah. Because right now that, uh, that what we're going through, uh, musically, no one can get out. No one can do any concerts. No one can, you can still promote. And of course we're still getting new music here for, uh, the planet, uh, which we get here all the time. And, uh, you know we, you know we just added the new Five Finger Death Punch over on the planet, and you oh, got nice. a couple of yeah, you got a couple of bands, Rival Sons, and I'm just trying to pull that up on the computer here now and see uh, some of the cool stuff that's out there. But there, there still is good music, and there's still a lot of artists that are doing uh, a lot of things. On the internet, like Metallica, what they're doing is Metallica Mondays, playing a kick-ass concert uh, from one of their last tours. Uh, this Monday yeah, they go in. Yeah, was it Monday? Uh, they played something from 1983, which was outstanding. And you're looking at at uh, you know Metallica from the 80s is just kick-ass, you know.
0: Yeah, I've, I've seen quite a few of those. Yeah. Sorry, I've, I'm yeah. having a little bit of trouble with the audio on my end. I think I'm in a, I'm in a really warm room. The sun's been beating into it all day, and well, <laughs> I think my laptop's overheating a little bit. Well, it is it right. is
1: it is it that warm over there?
0: It's really warm here. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think it was the hottest day of the year so far yesterday, and um, oh, geez. I would hazard the guess that today's been even hotter. It's really about sort of twenty five, twenty six. Oh
1: geez, so you guys are damn warm.
0: Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely getting warm here. How did you get into radio presenting in the first place?
1: Well, the funny thing was, uh, I went to college to be an architect, and right. uh, I I did. Um, the The funny thing is is mm-hmm. that um, that i've always liked music and and of course being born in England and being born in Twickenham and and of course oh, yeah. my family has always had a thing for uh, uh, uh entertainment and and just having a good time you know and also giving back to the community but i got i i had a i had a, a job mm-hmm. at a, uh, a a company for uh architecture. And I hated it. I mean, I completely hated it. And a buddy of mine that uh, was working at a radio station, a little 3000 watt radio station in, in central Kansas said, uh, I know you want to you've always loved radio. Would you like to get yeah. into radio? Because once I heard War of the Worlds from Orson uh, uh, you know, Orson Wells, I thought, if you, can, if you can scare the shit out of that many people on the East Coast Yeah. How cool would that be? It's the theater of the mind. I said, I want to do that. And I got into music, and then someone said, "I've always had the voice for it," and I said, "Well, what the hell? Let's give it a shot." And uh, I, I gave up my job and went down to Fort Scott, Kansas, to work at a 3,000 watt radio station, and lived in a trailer that was no bigger than this studio that I'm sitting in, and the and of course down in that area it's it's tornado country. <laughs> But I I worked down there for a year and got my chops and uh, learned how the radio works. And then I uh, sent in a a tape to a Kansas City radio station called KY-102. And lo and behold, after four or five months of bugging the program director, he gave me an overnight job running Dr. Demento, which was really cool. Yeah. And, uh, And all I did was just push buttons. But and then slowly I worked into getting on the weekend shift and actually having a, a show myself, mm-hmm. and then I started doing fill-ins for everybody going on vacation during the week, and uh, then it turned into a career, and I've never looked back. You know, I, I've always said I get paid to be a kid, but at the same time, uh, I get to play music. I get to hear some kick-ass music at the same time. You know.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. That's so cool. That's it's just such a
1: cool job. It is a lot of fun and 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 hanging around some great people. Uh, in yeah. in the business that I've been, I've always surrounded myself with some great people, and you know that 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 adage says that uh, if you surround your great people with if you surround yourself with great people, you will become great. So, have you been listening to any good music lately? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we have. It's just like you know, we we I told you that we just added Five figure Death Punch. Also, Pop mm-hmm. Evil's got some good stuff. Pretty Reckless, Weezer has got a new one which just added as well. It's called Hero. Uh, there is some other great bands out there that, uh, that are uh, up and coming. Uh, Red Rain, uh, they're okay. Another, another band called uh, Crowbot is pretty good. Um, you know, they're, they're, music today is, is good uh, as, far, as far as rock goes. Top 40 music, I mean, they just keep sampling the same music over and over again. Yeah, they make a two-minute song with a forty-second beat track after the song, so they can make it to a uh, two-minute thirty or three-minute song, and they can make their millions. When rock bands yeah. uh, try to put songs out, it's a little more difficult for rock. You know, it's it's uh, over here. Well, in fact, worldwide, rock bands find it more of a pain in the ass, and I think rock bands have to work a little bit harder than the top forty people do. You know?
0: Yeah, I've always found that it's. Um, I mean, for a start, you know, obviously you've got all these producers in in sort of in top forty pop music that are they are, they've right. got the skills and they've got the toys but they just they don't have that thing they don't have the passion you know that, that like um yeah you sort of feel like it's there's no they don't really care what they're doing you know it's I'm sure there's exceptions to that but on the whole that's I think that's where it differs most in in terms of production at least
1: yeah I would have to agree with you because uh You know, if if you're one of those that is a flash in the pan and, you know, it's just, you know, you get that one hit wonder or you get that one chance where you you've got a chance to get your music heard. And there's there's you you know, you got the damn TV shows like uh, over here. America's got talent. You got what Britain's got talent. And, you know, still and even the voice still, the voice, I think, has yet to have uh, an artist come off of that show. And make it big. It's not like American Idol where you had, uh, you know, Carrie Underwood come off that thing. You had, uh, yeah. oh, what's-her-face that's, uh, um, you know, everybody that came off American Idol seemed just to go, bam. It was just because they actually had, It I'm not to say that The Voice doesn't have great artists. For some reason, that show clicked, and people bought that music like crazy. But with The Voice, yeah. you're not seeing it as much, which is kind of sad.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it. it it seems with, like with the voice, particularly over here, because the voice is different in every country, as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's still the same. It's still the same setup. It's still the same setup. But yeah. yeah, it's. Have you guys over there had on on the voice over there? Have you had any artist that has come off that show that is on the charts and is selling music or consistently selling music?
0: Honestly, I can't think of anybody from, off the top of my head. Um, I I remember when I was first uh, when I was first going out busking and stuff. In, in the cities, you know, it's gone up busking in Leeds and in Carlisle when I lived there and, and doing little bits, bits and pieces in London, it's, I, I get told this a lot, you know, people are impressed to come over to you and say like, oh, you should go on, you should go on Pop Idol or you should go on The X Factor or The Voice or whatever and you're like, but, th- think about what you're saying to me, like, do, do you, do you really think that there's a future in that, you know, in, like, I, I get it, I'm really happy that, you know, I'm really happy that people are impressed, but still, it it seems just a really weird thing to ask because people don't seem to notice that although you, you're on TV for a couple of weeks, th- then that's it. You, know, yeah. you, you don't get the big record deal. You just disappear.
1: Well, that's it. We had a buddy of ours here from uh, Greenville, South Carolina that was on America's Got Talent where they have everything from pole dancers to uh, uh, you know, ventriloquists to dancers. They have just about yeah. everything. It's the whole gamut of entertainment. On on that show,
0: I've seen dog trainers and all sorts on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and we, and the show drives me nuts. I I like I like getting down once it gets down to the the last couple of weeks because then you've got you got the you got the bullshit out of the way and you're ready to actually yeah. check out some great artists you know, and mm. a buddy of ours from here Benton Blunt uh was on that show and he became one of the I think one of the top three finalists and. He did very well, and he actually got a nice little pop for the six months after that. And then it just seemed just kind of die out because, one, he's a hell of a guitar player, but he's an acoustic type of guitar player. He's uh, a big dude, and he's got a big voice, but he's just one of those that's just Americana type of rock and roll where it's just, you know, his music has meaning. And I, every time I hear his music, I think, oh, hell, he's going gonna, he's gonna to get a deal and, and, and do well. He's got a deal yeah. with a, a a record company out in California but there's, you know, they don't promote it as much and of course with with the covid stuff there's not really people uh promoting music that much but to radio they are. And we, yeah. you know, it's like different bands and and they say, "Hey, can you play this or you know, what what's moving up the charts in your neck of the woods or what's moving up in sales?" And it's it's that's still basically the same but getting out and promoting music uh, and getting into people's faces and like busking is 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 there is there anybody on the streets of London or in uh, in Staines there that is playing music on the streets?
0: Um, no, well, obviously not at the moment. But Staines is quite um, Staines is quite good for busking. We've had a few people. I mean, it's usually um, what usually happens in in towns in Surrey. I've found is that you've got, at one end of the street, you've got one really annoying guy with a violin and a massive amp turned up really loud. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Which yeah. is infuriating. Because then it's like, all right, look, if if you were playing quietly, I could go, like, 40 feet down the road and we wouldn't be bothering each other, you know? We could both do right. this and we could both make money. But you're so desperate to kill the competition, you want to scare it off completely out of the town. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um and and then there's the other kind of, of busker is me, is the the weird little hippie guy with the acoustic guitar and voice and no amp, um, that just annoys people while they're having yeah. coffee outside, you know. Um, but I, yeah, it's it's not yeah. bad. It's not as good as it used to be, but it's yeah, it's not bad.
1: Well, see, and that's one thing I always look forward to is when I come over to London and and see my family and see you guys. I always like I always love going around London. Uh, go into the tubes and you and you'll come around one of the uh, one of the tunnels and you come out and you hear this fantastic voice and yeah. you're going oh my yeah. god it's just this is some great music or anywhere is in the streets of London you get that here in some of the big cities like New York uh, not as much in Atlanta as much but uh, it, but especially here in Greenville South Carolina we' Greenville South Carolina to put it in perspective where we are we're in between uh Charlotte North Carolina and in between Atlanta Georgia. So, we're okay. exactly smack dab in the middle and we're right at the base of the mountains. W- Asheville is not far away, Asheville North Carolina, which is a very bohemian hippie town which is outstanding okay. for music. I mean, if you want some great music, that is uh, if you ever come over to the states, Asheville uh, North Carolina and of course uh uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and everything like that, but that is a hotbed for music, and uh, it's. I think why it does so well up there, why music does so well, especially acoustic music, um, is because of the bohemian atmosphere, the hippie type atmosphere, and uh, everybody walking around smoking joints. You know, I I think that sounds like Camden. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's if you if you get if you get a, a creative atmosphere or you make a creative atmosphere more people will come and it's yeah. just like when uh what was it the the uh, the magpie over in sunbury which i used to oh, love yeah. i used to love coming over and seeing you guys play and seeing everybody play and it's just outstanding music and well hell when you have david gilmore's house down the street his old house yeah. you know you couldn't just yeah. be influenced by music in that town
0: yeah and with it being on the Thames his boats never far away either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: right, you know. And, and, yeah. and sometimes and sometimes that influence or that that vibe, if you will, is lost in a lot of cities because you don't have that vibe. Asheville has that vibe. Um, Athens, Georgia, where REM's from and a, and a few other great bands are from. Um, they do pretty well. It, it, but if you don't have that vi- if you don't have that vibe, you're not going to get the you're not going to get the creativity.
0: Am I right in thinking that's the same town that the B52s come from? Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to work for a guy who, who I remember him telling me that um the 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 B52s and REM they're from the same town and they all know each other and and that that song um, Shiny Happy People, that's the that's one of the, th- the yeah. singers from the B52s out on yeah.
1: <laughs> well, in fact, that that city from where I am now, um, that city is about hour and hour and a half away.
0: Oh, wow. Cool.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's Athens is a, is a is a very cool place. It's a very neat vibe. I don't know how to describe it. It's not it's not like I can I can describe Asheville. But when you look at the town, you're going. There's no way in hell great musicians come out of this town, but for some <laughs> yeah. reason it does. You know, and uh, there is great music out there. The sad thing is, there's one people really don't give a damn about listening to something more than forty five seconds. Or yeah. they're not getting the message of the music. It's like some of the messages in your music that I've heard, especially from uh, the Quarantine Club. There's a, there's a story to it. There's a music to it. There's a, there's a, there's a feel to it. And especially a lot of your older music, you, you tell a story because that's where well it's poetry, right? And that's where it yeah. comes yeah. from. You. It's and the sad thing is a lot of artists today uh, that they just cut and paste. They they take the the chorus and then they take the hook and they just cut and paste and make it. And this sounds the same damn thing every time you hear the song yeah. or every part of the song. But there's no inflection change. I must
0: admit I have been guilty of that.
1: <laughs> if you could make it sound its own instead of doing the cut and paste then then you got something. But I think then if you could do that you got a true artist.
0: Yeah, I got that. That's, um, yeah, I, I try to. I mean, I sometimes I usually only do it if I'm using guide tracks. I do try and go, and go all the way through it. But it i I tend to find it um you know with b- bits of bits of backing harmonies and stuff like that if it's the same backing harmony in the chorus, I'll just copy and paste yeah. it um I know I shouldn't, but it's like I've got it right once and I'll have to get it it'll take me like three or four takes to get it right next time, so it's like if I've got yeah. it right, just take it and move it well, a few um, weeks but, ago, I was
1: talking to Steve yeah. I was a few weeks ago I was talking to Steve Gorman. Uh, who is the former drummer of the Black Crows and he's got a new band oh. now that's really really cool and and you know I've always that's one thing I've always asked uh, some of the musicians when I talk to him is um, do you do you record in in digital or do you still prefer the analog sound and the analog warmth oh, you know yeah. and the majority of the people find or the majority of the artists find that when I when you say warmth, a lot of people don't understand what the warmth is of of a sound, uh, yeah. but with digital, yeah, you well. digital you lose a little bit of the warmth. But again, if you're a true artist, you can bring that warmth into the digital age.
0: Yeah, I, I do like to try and do that um, when I record. I, I like to kind of keep it keep it like it would sound good on vinyl. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I would love to be able to record on tape. I would. I mean, I I wouldn't even know where to start because it's so complicated, <laughs> and it's compared to, you know, you'd seen people like um, there's a brilliant there's a brilliant documentary on Netflix at the moment, uh, called The Defiant Ones, which is about, um, about Jimmy Iovine and Dr Dre. Yeah. And when you look at the stuff that Jimmy Iovine was doing in the seventies, you know, with uh, with Bruce Springsteen and and Stevie Nicks and stuff like that, uh, well, seventies and eighties, and it. Well, you see all this equipment in the studio and it just looks so kind of, um, I just can't get my head around it at all. But I would love to learn how to do that. But the, the problem is it's so expensive as well.
1: Well, its just, I remember when I first started in radio, that's all we had. Was reel-to-reel machines. It was all analog. We were, you know, I think why cocaine was so prevalent back in radio in the '80s was everybody knew how to use a razor blade. You know, it it was yeah. it was everybody was splicing tape and everything like that. Everybody everybody knew the sound and had how to edit tape, which was really cool. Then he got into overdubbing and four tracking and eight tracking, and for me that was one of the coolest things that that I learned on. But in this day and age, yeah. in our radio stations, we have seven radio stations in this building. There's not one damn reel-to-reel in here, <laughs> which is sad. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah that's, that's it's all digital. Yeah, it is. I had an old Atari reel-to-reel sitting around the house for the longest time. And my daughters, who are now 22 and 25, they looked at me and went, what the hell is that thing? I said, this is the coolest <laughs> recording device you will ever know. And they looked at me and goes, it looks like a big-ass paperweight. <laughs> You know, if you ever go into a recording studio, there's something. And I think that's one of the things that that drew me to radio was one, all the buttons, all of the pots, all of the slide volume things, as we call them pots. And I said, I said, no wonder drug drugs were always pretty good in the radio business and the music business, because even the (laughs) recording devices are called pots, you know. But you get into a studio and you get the vibe, you get that feel and. Uh, A lot of that is lost today, but it also, the technology of today also gives great artists as yourself and other artists a chance to do it in their own home through a laptop, and it gives you a little bit more accessibility to do it, and the sweet thing is, in today's age, you don't have to have a record company to put your song out there, you don't have to have the promotion in the world to put it out there, if you bust your ass like you did at busking, uh, you can still get your music out there and make it known.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a lot easier to get set up with distribution now with stuff like Spotify and and Apple Music and iTunes. You know, I, I use a website called uh, called Songcast, which you know as an as you know, Because I, I run a record label. Um, yeah, everything through the label goes goes up through Songcast, and the amount of information they give you back, you know, you get analytics about um, about where it's being played and in what country and. And in what city even, you know, um, yeah. the, the amount of things, this amazing information you can find at the, at the click of a button that, you know, that you would have to you would have to go to market research companies to find 20 years ago, you know?
1: Yeah, right. Because now with the, the analytics, you just take Google Analytics, you can find out how long some, if you do a video or if you do an audio piece, you can find out how long they've actually listened to that piece before they click it off. And how long they actually listen to the whole damn thing and how many times that gets yeah. shared. So the yeah. the information that you have, like you said, marketing, the analytics there are there for you. You just have to figure out how to use it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's a double edged sword, though, because, you know, the, like the government knows exactly what color socks I'm currently wearing. And- <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah uh, and they and yeah. they
1: and they found out last week I was wearing a thong. So it's just like
0: <laughs> you, you, you never know these days, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, with with this podcast, I usually try and talk a little bit about pop culture as well, because I'm, you know, um, it's it's partly about sort of film news and t- bits of TV and stuff like that. Um, are you kind of getting into anything on Netflix or Amazon at the minute? Binging anything?
1: Well, you know, I, I don't binge that much because I'm outside all the time. And and but you know, we did watch that damn Tiger King. Jesus, I you know, <laughs> it was one of those. Th- I tell you, the 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 one thing that I got binge worthy a while back was Dexter. It was the daughters had watched Dexter oh, yeah. and they kept on saying, "Oh, you gotta watch it! You gotta watch it! You gotta watch it!" And then I've never watched something where I just became so pensive and so angry. I know there was like eight seasons, and I'm watching season number one, and I'm sitting there going, well, wait a minute, he's going to get caught. Then I started thinking, he can't get caught. There's eight seasons, you know. Yeah. But that, I mean, that really sucked me in. Ozark, I've got to check out. I hear that is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I've heard that's good. I still haven't seen it yet.
1: But yeah, I haven't seen it, but this thing it still blows my mind. It's that damn Tiger King. It was it, and of course it is perfect for here in South Carolina because well, one of the guys his tiger place is in Myrtle Beach, which I never even knew was there. Now I want to go over to Myrtle <laughs> Beach and check this place yeah. out. You know, but the funny thing is the amount of people of pop culture Carol Baskin. Soon as you say that name, Carol Baskin, everybody knows who the hell you're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? You know. It's, yeah, it's really strange how that's turned.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I would say yeah. that is probably got to be one of the biggest pop culture things, even though it was a month or two ago. I still think that is one of the biggest pop culture things that I was like. I, I was like going, No, there's no way in hell. Because I said to my wife, I said, All right, right, we gotta watch this. At least I gotta watch one so I know what everybody's talking about on social media, right? And then we yeah. watched it. And watched the first show, and of course it's only forty minutes or forty, fifty minutes. And it was just like we it was like we saw a car wreck, you know? It was like you just have to <laughs> slow down a little bit to and take a look at it. Yeah. And that's exactly the way I thought Tiger King was. And of course, you know, on Netflix, it goes one right after another. It doesn't give you time to stop it or go to the bathroom. So we said, all right, right, let's watch another one. Next thing I know, we've gone through three of them, and we had to watch the other ones the following night. And it, it yeah. still blew me away that, that, one, it it hit pop culture the way it did, um, and just how successful it's been. And did Carol Baskin really kill her husband? That is the question everybody wants to know. But... The po- yeah. other pop culture items that, that we get over here is, uh, of course, wrestling is still huge. Um, you know, any type of WWE wrestling is, is big, especially here in the South, because it, it was one of the birthplaces for it. Um, okay. And, uh, and, of course, other pop culture stuff. Uh, you, people are, are finding older shows again on Netflix because now it's available. And, uh, yeah. and, of course, everybody's still nuts about uh, frickin' Star Trek and, 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 uh, <laughs> and who isn't, for God's sakes. But, uh,
0: oh, yeah, absolutely. What
1: are you finding uh, is, is big in pop culture over there right now? I, w-
0: I was very surprised by how fast Tiger King took off, I've got to be honest. I mean, I, yeah. I, think, the, I think the lockdown's been a factor because, you know, like, it, it dropped just before everybody locked down completely. And it's yeah. Like, right. You're stuck in your home with nothing else to do. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I watched it. I had to. I, like, I was just so sick of people talking about it, and I was like, "I've got to, I've got to find out what's going on here." And I, I just remember watching the first episode, and I was like, "This is ridiculous," but I cannot take my eyes off it. it's I know. The, the craziest. Do you know what surprised me the most? The, the um, oh, what's his name? The, the guy with the, the big blonde guy with the ponytail that had like five wives.
1: Yeah, it, well, he's, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 oh, damn it. Now, uh, uh, let me think about it. Um, um, God, let me look him up. Tiger King. I'll tell you here in a second. Hold on. <laughs> it's just, you know, and of course, you start talking about it. Tiger, yeah. uh, as I, I I have to speak as I type, Tiger King. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it, is that I is... needs to go to prison fast. Like
1: Oh, gee. Well, he still is in prison from what I understand. Uh, Joe Exotic. And you got Uh, yeah. Who's
0: the main guy?
1: But yeah, yeah. You got Joe Exotic, and then you've got the uh, the whole cast of characters in that show. Let me pull it up here on Wikipedia uh, or IMDb. But the Doc, what the hell is the guy's name? Doc, uh, whatever his name is, over at Myrtle Beach, he's the big guy with the ponytail. He's the guy with yeah, Doc Annel. That's it. He's the guy. He's the he's the guy at Myrtle Beach.
0: He's a one man cult. Yeah, he's literally a one man cult. He's like, got it's. He's
1: got it's hot horrifying. looking. He's got hot looking women that, that work for him, and live yeah. with him. No, he's married to all of them, <laughs> which is bizarre. And I, I didn't even think that was legal in South Carolina. And so I'm,
0: uh, I'm still not convinced it is. I'm not quite sure well, he's done it.
1: Well, he's, you know, and yeah. the weird thing is, well, I had I know somebody that actually went to that damn place uh, last year, yeah. right? And it cost to get in there. Like four hundred bucks, four hundred dollars.
0: Wow! And I'm going. God, it, yeah, it, crazy. Well,
1: it's like they, it's like they said in the show. It's like uh, Joe Exotic said in the show. You become hypnotized by the tigers or the cats, yeah. and you can do anything. It's like, well, for God's sake,s Joe Exotic had straight guys who thought they were gay. And they would just keep more yeah. and more, and, and people would just come into it. You look at Carol Baskin yeah. that has people that just volunteer at her place, and she doesn't have to pay them. And of course, yeah. Doc Anil, God knows how Doc Anil does his thing. I don't know if he's if he's built like uh, 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 John Holmes or what. You know, it's just like <laughs> what the hell? Why is he so charismatic? He, he kind, he's kind of an asshole if you look at it. You know, if you look at him, yeah. you're going, "You're I, I'm not a big fan of you." No, but. He's got that personality. I mean, that, oh, yeah, it, creepy would be the best word, I think.
0: Yeah, have you heard the, they're making a TV series? I think NBC are doing it. They're, yeah, they're, doing, they're making like a, a <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Obviously, <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Who else yeah. is going to do it?
1: Well, who would who would you pick for for uh, to play Joe Exotic? You know, I
0: think. Oh, I, I've no idea. I'm. I don't know. I. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what he I makes. I've thought you... about it quite a lot over the, over the over the past few weeks, but I just can't. I can't picture anybody is because he's such a caricature of himself. He is. You he know, is. It, I'm, so part of me thinks Nicholas Cage is the only man for the job. Really. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I think he could pull it off too. <laughs> you know. And yeah, I think he could. The guy's got know...
0: range. Let's be. honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, or Christopher Walken. You know, Christopher Walken could actually pull it oh. off, but
0: I don't, I think. Chris, too, I think Christopher po- Walken as Doc Antle would be. Yeah. be well, oh,
1: my God, wouldn't that be good, you know? but and, see, <laughs> and that's the funny thing is about this whole, that pop culture as you're talking about. You and me talking <laughs> from one side of the world to the other about a stupid redneck TV show. <laughs> and how, yes. the it, how the hell it became so entertaining is still beyond <laughs> me. You know,
0: yeah, I'm not quite sure what happened. It just became a cult <laughs> hit overnight. Yeah, it's, it's just,
1: just like really going, weird. "What the hell?" and how and how can I do something like that to make it it huge? Well, I, I guess there's another pop culture thing you could say that was five six years ago, which is kind of a, a you know a, a show that that you look at and there's no redeeming value. There is no talent whatsoever. I guess you would have to say the Kardashians was the big thing. Yeah. Five ten years ago, it's one of those things that you just sit there and you stare at, going, "I know it's a damn train wreck, but I still got to watch it." I personally never watched yeah. it because it's she drove me nuts anyway, and she's and yeah, yes, yeah, you know, and, and <laughs> I think the reason, you know, I think the reason she's become so rich is because everybody likes the stupid things, and I think that's why everybody involved in Tiger King is making some good bank right now
0: yeah yeah it makes me wonder if joe exotics actually making any money from in prison though
1: i see we like, wondered that do, too is there is there a bank account
0: 22 years
1: yeah but the yeah. thing is can he get out and what was it they you know they they asked uh the president trump uh a while back he goes Excuse me. Would you? What would you think about pardoning Joe Exotic? And he goes, "Who?
0: Yeah, I saw that." Yeah.
1: <laughs> and if that oh, happened, I that. if that happened, it would just—I think—that would blow everybody away. But if, whether you hate him or you love him, if you're a Tiger King fan and they freed Joe Exotic, I don't know. Would it? Would it make him a, a star again, or would it make him the devil again? I don't know.
0: It's—I think both. <laughs> I mean, it's—it's it's amazing. That's the amazing thing about that sort of like, because it's it's done both already, you know. Yeah, it's it's the amazing thing about that sort of TV is there's there's like there's no gray area between like, um, sorry, there there is a massive gray area between between dickhead and (laughs) and (laughs) movie star. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can be both. You don't have like. Well, and the the weird the the weird
1: (laughs) the weird thing is about him is he was pop culture prior with the TV show and all of that and uh you know and you know can you consider him pop culture today he's it's definitely different and you know with i i think with this whole covid thing it's been a nice distraction for everybody to get away from that and yeah. because i've never been a, a a political person ever i you know it just if, if, someone, if someone screws up in politics, it just gives me more material that I can talk about on the radio and make fun of. Oh,
0: that's fair, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: because in this building, in, our, in, in all the radio stations we got here, we have a, a radio station, 1063 WORD, that is very political. It's, it's, it's a talk radio station. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's basically what you and I are doing, but all it is is politics. You know, I, I really don't care about politics at all because one everybody it's everybody's got opinions and it's amazing on how somebody can get so angry so quick
0: yeah yeah
1: and uh and I guess maybe that's why I watch Tiger King so I can numb my brain so I don't have to worry about it you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's it's been getting a bit silly you know like the the whole politics landscape's been getting a bit ridiculous and it is yeah it's you've got to have something that crazy to take you out of it I think yeah, you know, it's it's, Otherwise, a nice, it's just not going
1: to work. It's a nice diversion. And, uh, you know, everybody talks about uh, the heroes in uh, the grocery stores and the heroes in the, the health service community of what's going on right now. I think the, you know, I don't want to tell myself as a hero, but I think people in the good media in because for, for me, sometimes I feel ashamed being part of the media of some of the stuff you watch on TV. Or some of the stuff you hear on the radio, but I am glad that I am not one of those that uh, has an agenda. My agenda is to make someone smile, to make someone think about not what the hell's going on in the world. And uh, it, you know, hell, I just I talked about something on the air today about a little kid that outed his dad for wearing women's underwear. <laughs> you know what? if you know it's yeah. something stupid as that that well hell maybe they might have a netflix series coming up soon you never know but <laughs> you know it's it's stupid stuff like that that i try to uh talk to my listeners about and create a version because i and i say this all the time on my show i said if you want to if you want to hear politics go listen to our sister station you're not going to get it here yeah. you know it, all i want to do is give you some outstanding music Of music that you can sing along with and you know and love, and uh, and we do all right with that, you know. And uh, but I I think the heroes, especially the the radios, uh, the radio stations that you guys get, uh, Leona over at Absolute Radio. I chatted with her a couple of times when I was over. In fact, she gave me a tour of the Absolute Studios uh, down by. Oh, oh, it was great because I said all of these times that I come over there, why don't I ask somebody for a tour? And Leona yeah. from Absolute, uh, she goes, yeah, uh, I'll be glad to give you a tour. And, and uh, uh, she gave us a tour of the whole place, and it was sweet, and, and I loved it. But it was amazing on cool. how the same a radio station is over there too as it is here. Because, of course, the Absolute building, they've got so many different brands in there, everything from Top 40 to Classic Rock to 90s and all that. And,
0: yeah, they've got sister stations for different eras, you know, like yeah. 70s, 80s, 90s. Like, yeah.
1: But it's entertainment, especially with the morning shows. You know, you, you, know, mm. They're doing things to keep everybody's mind off uh, uh, the bullshit that's going on in London or the bullshit that's going on with the COVID or just anything or politics. But that's one of the cool things. I think entertainment is done as far as radio goes because we've seen in the ratings lately that – more people are listening to radio now since the the COVID deal. And ever, since everybody's listening on smart speakers, uh, now you can get it. You can get radio on smart TVs, and of course on your phone, which is still blowing me away. But they also get to hear some great new music, and also music that they are listening to things now that that might they might have not listened to if they weren't stuck at home. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean we we always had uh, pretty much everywhere that I've worked down, down here down in London. We've always had absolute on at work. This is the staple. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's great. It's a really good opportunity to get um, to to get new music playing. I mean, um, I'm sort of trying to do that with the podcast now because I the, the the thing that I'm doing with the podcast is um, I'm using Twitter mostly from promoting my album, right? So I'm sending music out to everyone who follows me. I'm doing one of those kind of spam one message. Thanks for following. Here's right. a track you might like. And nine times out of ten, when it's a musician, they send me stuff back, um, and I've I just end up with some amazing stuff. That's uh, it's kind of why I started the podcast was to to showcase some of that. So on the on this one that you're that you're on, I'm gonna be playing a song at the beginning and a song at the end. Um, usually, if it's a, if it's a musician being interviewed, I'll play one of their songs at the end. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's just the amount of stuff that's out there at the minute. You know, with people producing at home, it's just incredible.
1: Well, podcasting over here is huge anyway. I think podcasting mm. uh, through the whole world is huge because it's something that's different than you're used to. I mean, I've got friends that are listening to uh, crime podcasts, uh, stories about crime. and yeah. Or, hell, you can have a podcast about basket weaving, for God's sakes, and people will yeah. listen to it. if it's mm. If it's compelling, if it's interesting, and it's entertaining— then people are going to be more inclined to listen and go, oh, I like that. Well, it was like us watching Tiger King. All right, I watched yeah. the first one. Maybe I better go check out the second one. And then you become hooked. And And I think with podcasting, yeah. it makes it more accessible like you do, uh, doing things at home and also expanding your brand so you can get more stuff into it. And plus, some of the musicians that you meet through your podcast could be on yeah. your record label one day.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's kind of the idea, is that um, is just to. I just want to meet as many new musicians as I can and connect with people. Yeah. Because you know, I, I interviewed my the first uh, the first interview that I did with the podcast, second episode, it was a band from um, from uh, Calgary, Canada, uh, called Eden's End. Yeah. And it was just and it was well talking to you. It's like wow, I'm I'm speaking to some. I'm recording someone for a podcast who's on the other side of the Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. This is, it's absolutely incredible.
1: Well, I think that's why I, the modern technology, modern technology has become the bane of existence for a lot of people. But for people like you and me, it, it brought, it, well, I, it's how I met you. And it's also how I, I, I get to see my family in England. If I'm not flying back and forth, we can do the FaceTime on Facebook, which doesn't cost a thing. And if you call international telephone, it's one testicle. It costs an absolute fortune.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's an absolute fortune. But the amazing thing is with modern technology, people can see things of today that they can never see before. Because I remember when we first moved over from the U.K. to the United States back in 1969, there was actually you could actually it's like listening to the pink floyd 's uh, 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 uh the wall when you hear that noise in the background the little beeps and everything like that that's the way international phone calling used to be, but now yeah. you and I are talking flawlessly across the pond and it sounds amazing
0: yeah and it's yeah, free it's incredible, man. It's, uh, <laughs> and it's free it's <laughs> totally free it's totally I love free. It. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, man, um, you've been an absolutely fantastic guest. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Well, you've
1: been an absolute uh, fantastic host because, of course, me being the Thank host of much. a radio show, uh, it's it, it, it's a breath of fresh air. And one, I think we're great friends. And two, I think we should have been drinking through this whole damn thing. And maybe we could do that ah, as well, a podcast.
0: <laughs> I think, right, next next time you're over here after the lockdown, let's just set a couple of mics up in a room. Yeah. Right. And let's just get drunk and see what, see what we end up talking
1: about. I I, I think we need to run video on that one because that would be ecstatic. (laughs) Let's start a YouTube
0: channel. We'll get this done, right?
1: (laughs) That could be, that could be damn dangerous, man. But, uh, Phil, always a pleasure to chat with you when I chat back and forth with you on, on uh, social media. It's always a, uh, always a pleasure to chat with you and, uh, uh, you and Louise are great friends and uh, uh, I look forward to seeing you soon hopefully if not we'll get yeah, together see you soon, man, yeah. we'll, we'll get together on uh, social media and we'll drink and we'll laugh and we'll carry on and we'll tell funny stories
0: <laughs> yeah that sounds like a winner <laughs> alright man well thank you very much we'll uh, we'll see you later on
1: alright my brother cheers we'll chat with you soon
0: alright see you later buddy thanks that was Jay Stone man what a guy I really enjoyed chatting with him and hopefully we'll be working on something fun together in the future as you might have heard If you want to have a listen to his radio show, that's Planet Rocks, Greenville, South Carolina, Classic Rock 101.1, and classicrock 1011com That's a massive tongue twister. I did like 20 takes trying to get that right. (laughs) Anyway, thanks very much, everyone, for listening. I've been Phil Graham. To finish off, here's a song from my album, because why not? It's called 20-something, and you can find it on all major streaming and download platforms. Thank you for tuning in. Remain indoors. Have a pleasant apocalypse, and I'll catch you next
3: week. Bye. I'd like to say this makes me happy But I'm just not in the mood for fun and games I'm feeling crappy, and it's not the way that i planned So please don't judge me at the risk of being rude I'm just the same as normal, but I just can't stand this They tell me age is just a state of mind And I thought by now I'd feel a little bit more alive They tell me age is just a state of mind, oh my Didn't it gotta be like this at 25 at 25 at 25 My friends are at the bar and we're still waiting for a car to pick us up and take us dancing through the night And I'm struggling with money You may well find it funny But I'm fairly sure we'll end up in a fight These girls are drunk again, they're not half as pissed as the men I've been at work since nine and I just can't be arsed with this farce Please don't get me involved, the only way that your problem's solved Go home and sleep it off, it'll see you right Only tell me age is just a state of mind And I thought by now I'd feel a little more alive Tell me age is just a state of mind, oh my Didn't think I'd be like this at 25 and 25 and 25 Making a scene, it seems to be your dream Take one for the team tonight, my friend, and keep it clean. Diagnosed yourself bipolar, double Jack Daniels and cola. Running rings around your veins, bounding sugar through your brains. Split up with your cheating fella. Ran the other girl to tell her that she's a bitch and she stole your man. Now she's begging for your blood. She didn't know it either and they say you don't believe. And I thought by now I'd feel a little bit more alive. They tell me age is just a state of mind, oh my. Didn't think I'd be like this at 25. And 25. They tell me age is just a state of mind. Then I thought by now I'd feel a little bit more alive. They tell me age is just a state of mind, oh my. I didn't think I'd be like this at 25. 25, yeah 25. 25, 25, 25
1: Simulation terminated. Thank you for your purchase. Remain indoors
2: and have a pleasant apocalypse.